Welcome to show number 100 of The Upside with Callie and Jeff Dollar. You know what I literally just in this minute realized that I should have done today? For to commemorate episode 100? Yeah. Um, when you are at 100 days of school in elementary school, everybody brings in 100 of something. I thought, don't they do the thing now where you have to dress like you're 100 years old? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a because it's very funny on Instagram to see people who are all uh, kids who have dressed up their kids like little old men and little old women. So we either should have done that or brought like 100 Fruit Loops or whatever your like snack of choices, 100 M&Ms and... What about 100 puppies? That might be an excessive amount of puppies, but... um, I'm not going to tell you no. Is there really such a thing as an excessive amount of puppies? Absolutely not. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and I'm guessing that Callie and I are both grateful for the same exact thing today. The awesome people who have listened to 100 episodes of this show. Truth. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for the exact same thing. Oh my gosh, 100. That is so many Episodes. That's so many episodes, and it's so many of you who have been so kind to listen, to leave reviews, to spread the word, to leave us uh, comments and send your feedback and tell your friends and everything and engaging with us in so many different ways. There's honestly no words that are adequate enough because thank you just seems so tiny. It really does. Um, If we, a lot of podcasts are once a week. So by that number, we would have been doing podcasting for two years. I, it, what's funny is, and I think I've, t- I talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, but when I went to that convention right after the podcast launched, which is a complete coincidence, by the way, uh, when I went to that convention, and would tell people that our plan was to do a daily show that was going to be anywhere from 25 to 45 minutes long, they all looked at me like I had seven heads. They're They're, like, what are you, crazy? That's so much work. How are you going to find time to do it? And in my head, I'm thinking, for for the past two and a half decades, I've been doing a five-hour show every day. So to me, a 30-minute show is so short. It's like a vacation. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we're 100 days in and it still feels like a vacation. Um, I think we we are working on, and this will be sometime this week, but we're going to do a bonus episode, which we have not really done yet. Mm -mm. Uh, So it'll be our first bonus episode where we just talk about some of the lessons that we've learned over the past 100 
shows mm-hmm. um and uh and what our plans are for the next 100 shows so that uh, i think we'll work on it the next day or two but you'll you'll get it this this week right i just mm-hmm. committed i just committed us to it now yep perfect so, i'm in okay so uh so anyways thank you thank you thank you for for everything you've done for us the show wouldn't exist without y'all so thank you and hopefully we'll do this for like 100 years a hundred, yes. A uh, hundred, I thought you were just going to say a hundred more episodes. And I was like, well, that's kind of anticlimactic because that means we're on the downside of the hill. Nope. I went to the store today and started shopping for our Thanksgiving dinner. And that included buying our turkey. And. But wait, first off, how many did you buy? I bought two. Okay. Turkeys. I bought two smaller turkeys rather mm-hmm. than buying like one big 16 or 18 pound. Well, and that monster. would have been awkward because my parents last time they were over at our house and we were talking about Thanksgiving blatantly told you not to go with one turkey. So that would have been awkward if you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you guys have like 65 plus years of experience cooking Thanksgiving, but I went in my own direction and didn't listen to you at all. Well, I think one turkey would be fine, but the majority of people do one turkey, right? I think so. Here's my parents' philosophy on one turkey. Um, They have decided in their years, because we used to do, growing up, we did one turkey. They have decided that smaller is better because of the time. Well, and this might just, you might not notice this, Callie, because it may have just been the way your life was growing up. But whenever we go to your parents' house and they cook dinner for us, there's always two versions of the same entree. So like we went over and your dad made barbecue, Mm -hmm. remember? And he was so annoyed because he, he mixed up. It got mixed up. We're on the very grill. big into taste testing. Taste testing. So there's always an yeah. A and a B. He's like, all right, on this side of the plate. Is- and my dad always grades them. Yes. So do you think he's going to grade your turkey? Wait, so let's rewind. How are you going to cook them? That's the thing is there's so much pressure on buying. So I went to the store with the intention of just getting one turkey that I was just going to cook in the oven like you know, old school, oven roasted turkey. Oven yes. roasted turkey. That was the plan. But then I'm like, what if I screw it up? And now it's not like you can run to the store and just pick up another turkey. And, you know, it's like if you screw up the turkey, you have no turkey for Thanksgiving. Well, fortunately for us, like 90% of our menu is sides. But if you don't have a turkey, and Boston Market is right down the street. It's closed on Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm is it? I sure. Thought you had, I thought you had it as a Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, but you have to like you pick it up to oh, go. Oh, got it. I misunderstood. Okay, and um, yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> so I ended up getting like two smaller turkeys, and I think I'm going to do one on the big green egg, and mm. I still need that recipe. So if anybody has killer big green egg recipes for a turkey jeff at callieandjeff.com thank you in advance and uh i think the other one will just be like a regular oven roasted now i am impressed that you are um insecure well feeling the pressure about the turkey because there's one thing that my parents have charged you with for thanksgiving that they have I just think it's more high pressure than the turkey. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. It's the gravy. 
Oh, well, I've never made gravy before. And your mom admitted to screwing it up. She's like, like, I'm terrible at making gravy. I can't do it. We've tried 5 million kinds. And my dad was like, last one is the best year we've ever had. And I'm fine with, with your mom in the gravy because, um, she said four out of the past five years, it got messed up. So you're like, if I mess it up this year, who cares? Right. Par for the course. But if I, if I even get mediocre, I'm doing better than she's done. That's you know? true. But if you do it really well, then my dad will be really impressed. I thought you were going to say mashed potatoes because uh, the past couple of times I've brought mashed potatoes to a family dinner, your dad has declared them the best mashed potatoes he's ever had. And he's a hard grader. So I that is, that is an impressive thing because Greg Riggs is a very, very tough food critic. Americans will eat. This is a... Um, uh, like a news story that that was like a study that was released mm-hmm. to the news. Uh, Americans will eat between 2,500 and 4,500 calories at Thanksgiving dinner alone. Oh my God. That's the equivalent of eating about six Big Macs in one sitting. That's so gross. 40, <laughs> 40% of annual sales of cream of mushroom soup happen around Thanksgiving because it goes into the green bean casserole recipe. The classic green bean. So Campbell's sells 40% of their cream of mushroom soup. That's crazy. In the week or two leading up to Thanksgiving. Uh, The Americans will buy 19 million ready-made pies. Oh, yeah. Like just, you know, buy them in the freezer and throw them in. Um, But you probably won't gain weight because of all you're eating on Thanksgiving, uh, just because it's a one-day indulgence. Right. Although it does kick off an entire holiday season of, oh, well, that's there. I might as well eat it. Oh, right. I'll there. just I have two have- cookies from that are in the break room that somebody brought. You know, yeah, tis the season for that. For the, sure. the, the, and the other fact that was on here that weirded me out is the average turkey sold in supermarkets weighed in at 32 pounds. Whoa! Like where? That's not right. No way. No way. That's a typo. Oh, I I mean, I I think they meant 14 pounds, right? Uh, It said, yeah, it said 32. No. That's not a turkey. That doesn't fit in an oven. No. Like I, I, when I was looking at the store today, I picked one up that was like 18 and a half pounds and that thing was Huge. Yeah, there's no way. That's got to be a typo. So that's obviously a, 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 a mess up. But anyways, a little Thanksgiving fun for Thanksgiving trivia. So you can be the fun guy at dinner going, hey, we're eating the equivalent of six Big Macs. Pass the potatoes. <laughs> All right. I have a weird thing. At least I think it's weird. You tell me. I was going through um, my phone in an attempt to go through like and see who from this year are new friends that I need to put on our holiday card list. And there are so many useless numbers in my phone and I physically, I can't delete them. I go back and forth on that because I like the whole Marie Kondo like thank it for- If it doesn't bring you joy, thank it, release it. Thank it for its service and bye-bye. So I feel that way. I like that non-clutter thing. So I would mm-hmm. like to delete numbers from my phone. But then part of me is like, well, what if? I mean, it doesn't cost me anything. I know. To store I do that. I do the same thing. I'm like, well, what if even people I don't 
care for anymore or would prefer to not hear from again. I'm like, but what if they text me and then I don't know who it is? Right. And you want their name to come up so you can be like, uh, or call you like, I don't want to answer that. Exactly. Um, so that part one, part two, I have two people in my phone that have passed that I can't, I just emotionally like, and one of them passed away probably over a Maybe not a decade ago, but pretty close. Um, you should text. And I still have his phone in you, my thing. You should text that number. You should just write you up. Oh, my gosh. Just see. What- <laughs> no, because it'll scare me so bad if they write back. Um, well, that number's obviously been given to somebody, somebody else, else by now. Right. Uh, so I just can't, you know, like one of my um, guy friends from high school passed away a couple years ago, and I have not been able to delete his number out of my phone. And we weren't even really close. I just... It's just weird. And my grandparents, I haven't taken their phone number out of my thing and I can't do it. You know what, uh, if this brings you any comfort or whatever, you know what I have found in trying to delete contacts from my iPhone? And I don't know if this is the same with all, with Androids and other, and other things. But yeah, they reappear. Oh, that's weird. Like somehow, and I think it has to do with like Google because because you can't delete stuff out of Google contacts either. Like if you have somehow I have It's like in some cloud or something and it's like, you're not getting rid of me sucker. Right. And it, and I think it thinks, Oh, that must like, that must've been an accident. We're going to help this person. But really you're thinking I would like to purge this evil out of my life. Right. And then it won't go away. (laughs) Right. Uh, But what about um, taking people off the holiday card list? Well, less pressure or more pressure. It depends. I feel like we have, um, well, ours goes both way for both ways from this year because here's the thing. There are a lot of like auto delete people on our on our list because you got fired this year. Right. So like I don't think we're going to be sending your old boss a Christmas holiday card like, "Hey." <laughs> um Well, out of all the people that I used to work with, like the, my old general manager would be the one that I think would be most fun to keep on the list just to, to have him go, oh, like we're haunting him. Like yes. we're going to haunt your mailbox. Hey, remember us? Remember I you fired us? I don't really have a, a beef with him. I mean, he was professional and That's true. Cordial. But you know what I mean. It's and, like. And I will say, uh, I just thought of this for some reason today. Um, he also, the only one to apologize with all the drama. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe he goes back on the nice list. Yeah. Um, but we, I did delete like a whole section of people that I'm like, oh, they don't like us anymore. They don't like. You know what I mean? Like we don't like them. I don't know. We just mutually understanding we have moved on. So I, I did have some solid yes, for sure. We should not send these people a holiday card this year thing. Um, however, there are some that were really nice to us, but like we don't talk to or like might be straddling the fence of stuff. And all of these are pretty much job related because I don't think. Well, it's always awkward, but for, for us this year, it's job related, but I've had to do it before divorce related. Oh, that's so awkward. Where you go, because, you know, I I've, I've love holiday cards. So after you get divorced, you have to go down the list and be like, well, that person's not, wasn't on my team. I don't, and that's the weird one. I don't dislike them, but I haven't interacted with them in a full year. Right. But then it's like, are you somehow deciding the finality of the, or the finale of the friendship? You know, like if you... 
you know, for example, like if there's work people that you just haven't talked to in a year, but there's no bad blood and we take them off, are they going to be like, oh, Jeff hates us? Like, because I don't want them to think we hate them. Yeah, but I also don't really care. Oh, you don't care if people think that? No. I mean, I'm not going to, like, it's, it's, like, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I'm a person, I have very few friends mm-hmm. so, and my circle is pretty tight. So in all of those people, I will go to lunch with or give them a small gift. And anybody outside of that is either like, yeah, I don't care if somebody thinks if the, if that's their deciding factor on whether or not, you know, what's always, um, interesting to me. I, th- we send out so many more cards than we get. I have a life hack related to that. What is your life hack? And somebody, I, I want to do, I want us to do this this year, but uh, you are supposed to keep like 10 holiday cards and a pen signed, like you sign them. So you like love Callie and Jeff, right? Or whatever you write in the card. Mm-hmm. And then you put it in the envelope and seal it up. And then you put 10 of them with stamps on the envelopes near your front door. And if you get, and you put a, a list of whoever you sent cards to, mm-hmm. and if you get a card and you're like, I don't think. You know, we, we already do that, right? We sent a card to that person, but they're not by our front door. It's not by our front door. No, but. but so as soon as you get the mail, you immediately write the address in whatever. And then you walk it out to the mailbox and put the little flag up and the next day. Out it goes. Yep. Because if you wait too long, they're like, oh, I know what happened. I'm a B-lister. <laughs> Definitely. I have been the B-lister so many times every year since we sent out so many cards. Um, yeah, we get B-listed a lot. It's okay though. I do enjoy seeing cards. I love holiday cards. I love seeing what people are up to. I love the photos. I love the like looking at everybody, what everybody like thinks is their highlight moment of the year or what their baby looks like or what. I, I love it. Should we do a, no, never mind. I don't want to do it. Okay. I was going to say, should we do a count? How many we send versus how many we come in? But Oh, that might be sad though. Cause I think we're sending out like 200. I have a really sad story from, I don't know if it's sad. I just have a, I re, have an observation from my childhood. I know exactly what you're going to say. That before my mom used to like send out so many cards and was friends with everybody on the planet and queen bee social. Yes. And then when I was 12 years old, she, she got sick. And I remember how we used to display the cards in the house. And I just remember being very aware over the next couple of years of the number of cut because of how they were displayed. We, we had like an archway, mm-hmm. I guess in our house and they were taped up all around that. And then they're on both sides. And, uh, I just remember they got fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer. And this is, this is how I knew that I was like an upsider at age 16. The cards got fewer and fewer, like as mm-hmm. years went by after she got, uh, sick. And I remember at some point in my late teens thinking, well, at least now we know who really, really cares. Oh, that makes it, me sad. The first time you told me that story, I cried. You did? Yeah. It's not, it's just a, you know, just a fact. I know, but it's, um, I don't know. It's I'm just like one of those life things. Like you've had a lot of really big life moments for someone so young. Yeah. And I don't even recognize them. I'm like, oh yeah, that is a big deal. And then I'm like over here crying in the corner. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I've been in therapy before and just told matter of fact stories and then look up and my therapist is like, <laughs> seriously? And I'm like, what? And she's like, that's so significant. And I'm like, it is. 
I'm clueless. Then that's why therapists are awesome. Good therapists. Because they're like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. pause. Right, right. Rewind. What did you just say? Hi, that's a big deal. All right. We got to say thank you uh, not only to you listening, but to the sponsors who make this show happen for you for free. Our first one this week is Skylight. Skylight frame is amazing. It is a digital picture frame. Yeah, yeah, we've all seen a digital picture frame, but Skylight lets you set up your own email so you can email pictures directly to the frame. Now, how amazing does that sound for a mother-in-law or your mom or your grandmother? Well, really anyone in your family, it's a great gift, but people are always stumped on in-laws, parents, and that is going to be a great gift for them. Right now, as a special holiday upsidey offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame. When you go to skylightframe.com, just enter the code upside when you check out. Again, that is $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame. Just go to skylightframe.com, enter the code upside. And our friends at Hemfusion are also offering a discount with the code upside at checkout. 20% off your first order and free shipping at hempfusion.com using the promo code upside. Hempfusion delivers CBD but along with omegas and terpenes blended in so that the CBD is absorbed into your body differently than just straight CBD, making it more effective for whatever you're taking it for. They've got special blends for sleep, for energy, for stress. Go to hempfusion.com, see what they have to offer. Pick out the one that's going to help you get through the holidays the smoothest and then get 20% off your first order at hempfusion.com using the code Upside. All right. We have two upside events coming up. And um, one of them is Jeff's comedy show. He does uh, one or two comedy shows um, the weekend of Valentine's Day every single year. And we love to put them on sale for Thanksgiving, thinking this is Jeff's brilliant idea that you can. This is this is for the dudes. This is his favorite idea. This is for the guys. This is mainly for the guys. So women tip off your man <laughs> that this is what you want for Valentine's Day because it's it's brilliant. So since it's Valentine's weekend, Jeff's thought is you buy the tickets for somebody for Christmas knowing that it's going to be your Valentine's date. So it's like two birds with one stone and he does it every year. It's super funny. It's not just Jeff. It is a handful of hilarious comics. And I can promise you your face will hurt from laughing. Um, it is Cali approved for sure. And it's going to be really fun. And we would love to see you for a night of laughter and come solo last year. I think we had like a ton of girls night situations going on, which is going to be what I'm doing. Cause Jeff's going to be on stage. So I'm bringing my girls and it'll be really fun. Text the word jokes to 555-888 and that'll send you a link. And I think Jeff is giving Upsiders a discount. Yeah, there's a discount, but the discount's only available through Friday the 22nd. So you have to buy your tickets before midnight on Friday. There's a show happening in Marietta on Valentine's Day and there's a show happening in Lawrenceville on Saturday the 15th. So get your tickets today and, and the comedians who are on stage with me are... Truly, are you allowed to say who they are yet? Yeah, it's Lace and Jared, who I've done a million shows so with. So dang funny. They're married, and they are hilarious. And then my friend, Stephen Donovan, who lives up in, I went to college with him, but he lives up in Providence, Rhode Island. And it's, um, and he did some shows with me a couple of years ago, and I, I'm, 
one of the funniest people I've ever met. He also works in radio and I have actually never met him and he's one of Jeff's oldest friends. He was at our wedding. I know, but I got to say hi and then I moved on. Like I I haven't gotten to actually spend time with him in any significant capacity. So I am personally excited about that. You're going to love him, uh, Callie, because he's got one of those Providence accents. I love Northeast. Well, not Northeast accents. I love Boston accents. I love when we watch live PD, the Rhode Island Cops are awesome. They're she's ugh. she's in love with all the Rhode Island cops just because of the way they talk. I'm not in love with them. I just think it's their accents are so and how ma- and how matter cool. of fact they are. It's so great. Come on, get out of the car. <laughs> it's just funny. Get I out of the car. Where are you driving here from? You coming here from the bar? Get out of the car. Come on. Jeff lived in Boston for how long? Jeff just knows. A, just a year and a half. But you get so, to hear it all the time. So not long. So I love it. Uh, uh, and then the other event is our Mr. Rogers screening. So this Sunday, which is the 24th yep, at 3 p.m. at Phipps Plaza, um, we are going to go watch the Mr. Rogers movie with Tom Hanks in it. I am a huge Mr. Rogers fan. I love him. I also love Tom Hanks. So um, if you want to come with us, I did see that a lot of seats are gone, but there's still about um, a half a dozen left. So go snag those last couple and enjoy a fun night with us. And for the like four people that are not upsiders that are going, they're going to be like, who are all these people? How do all these people know each other? (laughs) It's so weird. How are all these people friends? Uh, Speaking of Mr. Rogers, did you see the news that came out today uh, about Tom Hanks and Mr. Rogers? I did. They are sixth cousins Ancestry.com was taking a look at all this uh, hype about the Mr. Rogers movie and said, let's run a family tree on Fred Rogers and found out that way back in the wherever it goes back, a guy named Johan Meffert is related to both Tom Hanks and Fred Rogers. And that makes them sixth cousins. I think. Yeah. What? It's like something cousin five times removed or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't really know what all that means. I don't really What either. is a cousin that's removed? I don't know. First, like, cause that's how they would say a first cousin five times removed, right? Yeah. I have had people, um, try to explain the family tree stuff to me my whole life. And it makes absolutely no sense to me. And I don't really think that I have a super interesting family tree. I, can you hire people from ancestry, like to go deep diving, like they do for famous people? You can, they might, you might be able to hire somebody from ancestry, but there are also people that you can find. As a matter of fact, I'm guessing you'll get responses to saying like, I know someone that can do ancestry stuff. With somebody saying, I'll do it for you. Now and 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 they'll charge you, right? Right. But it won't be a lot of money because people are obsessed with it. They I just love it. Well, and here's the thing is we have my grandfather um spent I as long as I've known him on this extensive family tree. So he knows what exists. What I want is the cool stories that we've never been able to find out, like you know, how I found the guy in the cemetery, George, I need to go hang with George. It's about that time. But, um, George like did the first nail off the line at Atlantic steel and Atl- you know what I mean? Like, you, I want to know stories like that. And have that's you ever logged into ancestry.com? I have. And I get the, I, 
I've built a little tree and there's connections and stuff like that, but it doesn't say like, I've never gotten to a point where I found some super cool story. Like, but when you start going farther back and the records become not digital and they're printed, like they actually have like, I, I don't know where your family is from England. England I think okay, English. your, your, mm-hmm. your dad's side of the family is from England. Right. Mm-hmm. And where's your mom's side of the family from? Do you know? Lichtenstein. Okay. So you can go back far enough to find out when they came off the boat and signed in like at Ellis Island. Yeah. And you can actually see the signature of your great, great, great grandfather or whoever it is. Just Fascinating. Been, just been watching too much hitch. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, that's a, that's a, a scene in a movie that I made you watch like eight times lately. Who's in hitch? Uh, Will Smith, Eva Mendes. He's a dating coach. Oh yeah. And King of Queens is in it too. Yeah. Got it. Kevin James. Yes. Paul Blart, Mark, Mark, Mall Cop. AKA the best Thanksgiving movie of all time. Apparently. I still don't get that. Um, okay. Anyways. So yeah. Yeah. I wish that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that someone would deep dive because I've done the deep dive. I just want to know a cool story or two. Anyways. If you haven't signed up for Proposity yet or you keep forgetting, now is the time. You can go to Proposity.com or pull up the app on your phone. And we are going to be launching something super cool, super upsidey, and super amazing in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we may have bitten off more than we can chew. Uh, but I feel like this community is going to pull through for us because I... I, I volunteered us for something. <laughs> Jeff did. Jeff volunteered us. Well, okay. So, um, Jeff got a, was it a news article or just like something upside beautiful human alert? It was something I think that came in where they were like, Hey, we're doing a pancake breakfast to raise money because there's X number of foster kids that we want to make sure have a great Christmas. And can you promote it? And I wrote back and said, we can do better than that. We'll, <laughs> we'll rally our community and we'll get gifts for all those kids. Didn't ask, didn't ask details, didn't ask numbers, which I love about you. Jeff just jumped in and said, um, these kids need a Christmas and we're going to do it. And then they wrote back and are we allowed to say how many kids we're going to be? I don't even know if we know the total yet, but okay. it's. It, it's a lot. It's, I think it's in the range of like 40. And so we're going to do it after Thanksgiving, but we're going to be reminding you a lot to sign up for Proposity and join the Upside team so that on, I think it's called Giving Tuesday, right? Is, mm-hmm. the, is it the Tuesday after Cyber Monday? Yes. Okay. So on Giving Tuesday, we are going to try to get all 60 or... 80 kids, however many kids it is, we're going to try to get them all a toy or two under their tree for Christmas. But we need you to receive that text message on Giving Tuesday. Yes. So go sign up, proposity.com, and then we'll have um, instructions on the Facebook group and in the show notes for how you can join our team. 
but we need you, please. All right, friends, uh, George's Own Credit Union has stepped up and partnered with The Upside. We can't thank them enough for their support. A credit union is different from a bank. It's owned by the members, and that means that they are more invested in your success. You're not just another corporate number to George's Own Credit Union. You are a human being, and you're one of the owners of the credit union. So they're going to help you get the best interest rates. They're going to help you learn about things like money market accounts. They're going to hold your hand through the process of buying a house and getting a mortgage. But you have to be a member. 180,000 people have already signed up. Now it's time for you to go to georgesown.org and become a member of George's Own Credit Union. georgesown.org. George's Own Credit Union Banking on purpose, federally insured by the NCUA and Georgia's own is, of course, an equal housing lender. I have a problem. Okay. And that problem is for several weeks, I have woken up and realized or gone to text someone later and realized that the text message that they sent me has already been checked. Okay. While I'm sleeping. So are you waking up in the middle of the night and- I don't know. And writing, reading? There's never responses. Okay. But there's always messages on my phone. It's either emails deleted or text messages that like my phone is saying, oh yeah, you've already read this that I haven't read. Okay. I might be checking my phone in my sleep. Well, that's possible. It's a good thing that you're not responding to anybody because right. that could be dangerous. But if you're deleting the messages and it's important, you might not see it when you get up the next day. Right. So I don't know if I need my phone is my alarm clock. So I, I, I would like to not move it across the room, but I almost am like, I want to know if I'm getting Am I that addicted to my phone that I'm waking up in the middle of the night, looking at it, reading messages, not realizing I made, like, made them and putting my phone back down? Do you ever get up to pee in the middle of the night? No. Oh, are you sure? I don't remember. Not I, that I remember. I think you're fine as long as you... But I want to know if it's me or if my phone's acting up. Like, I wish there was like a camera on me watching my sleep so I could see. <laughs> That's creepy. Well, I just want to know. I mean, it would just be me and you. Um, I would be so uncomfortable with that. Even if it was just, that would be weird me out so much. That wouldn't weird you out to know that a camera was filming you while you were sleeping. Not if it's mine. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think that would give me the heebie-jeebies so bad. So anyways, have you ever done that? A hundred percent. When I was um, on more than one occasion when I was one that I really remember after I had gotten divorced, but before you and I were dating, I was texting with somebody after I had gone to bed. So I'd fallen asleep and then like woken up and started a conversation and made a full on date for the next day. Oh boy. And then didn't realize it until at like 6 30 the next night my phone started dinging and it was this girl going are you coming like what's where are you awkward and i'm like what and then i wrote scroll back and it was like a full 20 minute conversation i think you've told that story on this show before probably it was embarrassing yeah what if you just move your phone so it's not on your nightstand but it's on the dresser 
that way if you are just rolling over and checking it like it's on the uh, like you can't like move it to the other side of the nightstand well you could start with that or you could put it on the like I'm saying, put it on the dresser on the other side of the room. I'm just worried I won't hear my alarm. Oh, you'll hear it. If you don't, I will. <laughs> You'll be like, wake up, and, woman. And you have a backup alarm. You'll hear it. I have like 45 alarms in yeah. the morning. I'm so paranoid about being late to work. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Have you calculated when we'll hit a thousand episodes? No, I'm just happy that we've gotten to 100. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so excited. What's the next benchmark? Well, a hundred is, I mean, we launched on August 8th. We did a few episodes before that. So August, September, October, November. So three. Yeah, it's going to be a while. <laughs> so it's like three and a half months. So, I mean, that means it would be another, I mean, it'll be three years before we hit a thousand. That'll be cool, though. Yeah. So, uh, knock on wood. But let's just get to, let's just get to a two hundred. Okay. Let's do baby steps. Let's just do one hundred shows at a time. And don't forget, you committed to doing a special episode. A oh bo- yeah. The, a bonus episode to commemorate one hundred, and we can't say it enough. We'll say it again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love doing this show, and we're so happy that you listen. Thank you. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Skylar. I was just listening to today's episode and thought of an old family tradition when Callie said that she used to take baked goods to Waffle House. Um, When I was a kid, we would go to Waffle House every Christmas, and whichever waitress that we had, we would leave her a a Christmas gift in her tip and leave $100 or $75, however much however much we could and we'd sit in the parking lot after we left and watch and see the reaction of the waitress and it's so amazing it's awesome to bless people like that thanks for sharing that love the podcast and keep being upsiding sometimes you've just got to throw on your headphones and block out the world and there are a lot of audio entertainment choices how about audible is one of them audiobooks and audio entertainment including audible originals at your fingertips to keep you informed inspired and entertained wherever you are in the car at the gym while traveling in the other room while your family argues in the kitchen and you can listen on any device alexa enabled bluetooth your phone whatever you got audible.com slash the upside or text the upside to 500500 and you can get a 30-day trial which includes one audiobook and two audible originals audible.com slash the upside or text the upside to 500 500 hey callie and jeff this is jenny catching up on some of your episodes on a long drive into work and had to tell you guys about our funny Thanksgiving last year where we decided we would buy all the food from a local restaurant. My husband's a chef and we wanted to give him a Thanksgiving off instead of having to cook. Everything was delicious. They made it super easy for us to reheat, except the turkey was so undercooked that we literally ended up having a turkey-less Thanksgiving. At the time, it wasn't hilarious, but it is a great story to tell now. Love you guys. Thanks for a great show. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. This is Sonia in Woodstock, Georgia. I was listening to podcast number 92 where you guys were talking about going to old houses 
after you used to live there a long time ago. I'm from upstate New York, and I went back and took a friend of mine to visit the old house that I grew up in, and we were sitting out in front of the house in a truck and just pointing and reminiscing, and the lady that lived there called the cops on us. So I never got to go outside to see what it looked like, but I just thought I'd pass along that message. Thanks. Love the upside. Bye. Protect the nap. Yes, Katie. Go, Katie. I just wanted to add a little spin to it. Um, Babies who don't get napped are little monsters, but so are tweens and teenagers. And I have been known. My son is 15, falling asleep in the car, road trip, something like that. I have been known to run my errands, to leave him locked in the car in the garage. Well, not technically locked in, but you know what I mean. Car's not running, windows down, you know, he can breathe, he's fine. But, yes, protect the nap because those little monster babies turn into even bigger monster teenagers if they don't get their sleep. And they need so much sleep. And if they want to do it in the car and that's where they're comfortable, so be it. Love it. Love you guys. Okay, so I definitely protect the nap at all costs, no matter what. My teenager, if he doesn't get a nap, oh, he is a tiny terrorist. And he has to sleep. If he doesn't sleep, I can't. I can't. So what she did, I've done it so many times with my son. I have sat in Target parking lots. I have, he's fallen asleep in shopping carts. I have pushed around a shopping cart with a sleeping child in it for two hours in Target before. Wherever he sleeps, I let that boy sleep. Because if he doesn't, oy, I don't want to deal with it. So, Katie, I feel you, girl. I support it. Protect that now. So in all that you do, in all of your life, I wish you the strength and the grace to make those choices which will allow you and your neighbor to become the best of whoever you are. Okay, bye.